Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to Tonya Thomas. Tonya, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, joining the show. Tonya, so you, uh, you're the owner uh, of uh, Team Delegate, an executive virtual assistance company. I find it uh, very, very uh, interesting because uh, it brings up a lot of important subjects for any consultant or any uh, small business entrepreneur. Let's first start with uh, having you sharing your uh, personal career story, uh, Tonya. Sure, sure. Yeah, I started in business over 20 years ago. I always had an entrepreneurial spirit, probably in the 90s. But at that time, my husband and I were moving due to his work and So it's like there's nothing that I can do moving every year and a half. So after I had my first son, I happened to be online and I came across a training program to be a virtual assistant. And this was like 2000. And I thought, hey, you know, this is perfect for me. I have an administrative background. And the big thing is is that it's remote. So I can it'll move with me when we move. So I took the training program started my business. And so I've been, you know, doing that ever since. So now this is what, almost 21 years now. Wow. That's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a lot. We, was, we are in March, 2021, when we are recording mm-hmm. this interview. Mm-hmm. So uh, you said that uh, over 20 years ago, you were yeah. attracted to working uh, remotely mm-hmm. and uh, being virtual assistant. So these are things that are common today, but 20 years ago, how people reacting when you were saying that, when you did share your business idea to, to, to people? <laughs> strange. I got some strange looks. You know, I, <laughs> I tried to, you know, market the business offline initially. And so I would network and go places and people were like, that was a foreign concept to concept to them and they just didn't grasp the idea of how that could work with someone not being on site with them and of course back then we didn't have the technology that we have today you had of course the internet and that was you know with a lot of the platforms that we have of course no video so a lot of the work was done of course through email and there was still fax and phone and so that was pretty much what you did, but yeah, so it it I spent a lot of time educating people on, on really what it was. And at that time I would say it was probably more probably business coaches who were privy to the concept because co- business coaching was also new at that time. But a lot of them of course were working and running their businesses remotely. Okay, okay, okay. So you could relate more with business coaches uh, mm-hmm. at the time. But that's 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 something that is uh, that is important because there is an evolution to uh, the world of doing virtual assistance. What, what type of evolution have you seen, both on the side of the assistant themselves and the business people that are asking for uh, those uh, services? From the virtual assistant side, of course, yeah, the industry has grown tremendously since I started back in 2000, and so you have much many more people doing it now. Of course, there's different types of assistants because you have a lot of some of the virtual assistants who focus more on the marketing side and help with a lot of the marketing and things of that nature. But I've always been of the concept that virtual assistance is still administrative support, just like an on-site administrative or an executive assistant versus if someone just focuses on one thing, if they're doing bookkeeping or copywriting or anything like that. 
to me, that's you're a copywriter or you're a bookkeeper, but not necessarily a virtual assistant because I'm of the mind and was taught and trained and then doing it for so long that being a virtual assistant encompasses a lot of skills. So, you know, providing the administrative support as well and not just necessarily being that one thing. And then from a client standpoint, the industries have grown a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, like one of my clients was a, um, and I, I'm sorry, it's eluding me right now, private equity firm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just runs the gamut now where I mentioned earlier, it was more business coaches, but now that part has changed. And even re- really with the pandemic, I saw a big surge there too, because people were forced into this remote working world. And so they are now able to see that it does in fact work. And a lot more people are on board with it now. Because even before, right before the pandemic, I was still running into people that felt like remote just wouldn't work for them. But it's changed for a lot of people like us now that they see that it can work and be done successfully. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, the, maybe the pandemic has made a five years jump mm-hmm. <laughs> towards mm-hmm. that, uh, that, uh, that, that progression. So you went from um, the traditional email, the fax and the phone to uh, Zoom and maybe Microsoft Teams. Is it? <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. That's, uh, that's quite the jump. So uh, do you have, is it a business in which you, uh, because you, you, you start to know the on, at an intimate level, the person that you assist. So is it a business in which you you keep relationships for a long time? It is. And my evolution is a little bit different too, which I didn't explain earlier. When I first started the business, I was a solo entrepreneur for many of those years. So when I started in 2000 and then up until like 2015, it was I was a solo entrepreneur as a virtual assistant providing services. Of course, now my company is a firm with a team members, with a team of virtual assistants. But even when I was doing it myself, my clients stayed for years. I think my longest client was like 12 years. So yeah, definitely. And on average, I would say about five years for the rest of them. So you definitely build that relationship because as their assistant, even though you're remote, you have to get to know them in order to be able to provide them with the best level of support. So you do develop that relationship when you're communicating with them and working with them every day, even though you can't see them. So it definitely, you definitely do have to build that long-term relationship. And I, I learned that from my longest term client. He actually taught that to me. He was somewhat of a mentor too. And so he would call daily. And at first, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know about this calling me every day. But it, I got to the point where I he I was able to support him probably better than most of my clients because I knew his work style more so, his personality. I've got to learn his likes and his dislikes. So now I'm a big advocate of communication is key. So when you are working with your that virtual assistant, some people aren't as adept to that because they kind of want to just email and, you know, here's the work, do it and not necessarily put that relationship part in it. But the relationship part is key. And that's where I see it can become a more successful working relationship. 
Yeah, yeah, this is very, very, uh, very interesting uh, perspective because uh, first, there are, I will have two, two. I have two questions in my head. The first one is, uh, what are the different types of uh, virtual assistant? Because here, you for team delegate, you you specify that it's executive virtual assistant. So, are there different type of assistants like a executive virtual, virtual assistant, personal assistant? And if there are differences, if you could uh, explain that, that would be great. And uh, afterwards, I would like to talk about uh, as well the, the match personality and process-wise between the, the person that assists and the person that uh, benefits from the assistance. But uh, yeah, let's go first with the types, the types of... Uh, Yes. And so I titled it, you know, I'm saying executive level support because it was kind of my experience. When I first started in the business, I was doing probably more marketing type things for people, their newsletters, updating their websites, those types of things. But along the way, I began to morph into doing more administrative the schedule management at that particular time, travel, those types of things for people, which I consider to be a little bit more on the administrative side. And I just kind of, even though I'm a tech person, strong tech skills, which I still believe you need as a virtual assistant, I like doing the administrative side more so. And the type of client that I was working with was the executive that had transitioned from corporate into consulting and or running you know, their own coaching business, executive coaching business, hence the executive virtual assistant. Because, you know, like in corporate, of course, you have the administrative assistant and then you have the executive assistant. And the executive assistant is, of course, supporting the executive, the top level management people. And so that's what I see the difference in, in terms of the virtual assistant who's providing more of that type of support for that type of client versus someone who may be doing more online marketing and they're needing more maybe social media support, they're needing more webinar support or mm. launch support, you know, those things to me, that's difference yes. versus just supporting someone where you're, you're their right-hand person and you're managing their schedule and keeping them on track, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, again, you make a, a, a great, it, it makes total sense. So when I ask, it's not because I um, hire a uh, collaborator or an assistant to do social media that they become a, an executive virtual assistant. You basically, an executive virtual assistant is assisting <laughs> on executive tasks or on the management of the executive schedule, uh, uh, etc. Uh, can can the executive virtual assistant also work as a as a kind of a shield or a, a, a schedule uh, protector? Definitely as the gatekeeper. And I've talked about that before because a lot of clients that come to us, we have clients in different industries, but I would say that particular piece is something that they all share in common. And it's dealing with their time and managing their schedules, because if that's not right, then it's going to mess up the whole back end for them. If their schedule is their day is not scheduled properly. So 
that piece is huge for them. So we do a lot of the schedule management and that helps them free up their time. So they can, I like to say, work in their zone of genius because they don't have time. (laughs) They can't do that. You know, if they're bogged down and in the weeds and not necessarily having the best free space and time to even be able to think and think strategically about their business. Yeah, I totally agree. I have uh, I have lived that uh, extensively mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. So, okay, these are for the, the type of assistant. Then in terms of uh, matching, can, how would you assess that uh, maybe with this executive you can work and maybe with this executive the match may not be the proper one maybe it's more appropriate for her or for him to work with someone else and when you just to clarify you're talking about with when they're being matched with an executive virtual assistant yeah yeah so i mean you have for example the a coach an executive coach someone who just fled the corporate and and said uh, okay i i want to uh, build my own uh, small business and i need an executive assistant and then they will uh, they will call upon you but you maybe I'm, I'm assuming maybe you don't necessarily say yes directly and you're like okay maybe let's assess how we could uh, let's assess whether or not we could be a good match and then uh, start a long term uh, work relationship so uh, is there a certain way in which you look at uh, okay is it the appropriate mission for me for me to to start or so I think, and hopefully I'm answering your question properly, what you're saying is if someone came to us and they were looking for an executive assistant, kind of where do they start? I mean, how do you evaluate whether or not you're ready yeah. for one? Yeah, ready for one and just then appropriate. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right uh, the right word, but I mean, uh, maybe if someone wants to, has uh, expectations for a, uh, a certain uh, service level agreement that is too 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 high for you, or just a personality match, or just uh, any, anything that could uh, hinder a proper uh, working relationship. Well, what we do is, is I think, like I mentioned before, about you know really being that person supposed to be your right hand person. So you, we look at a few different things. Definitely, the client's work style. You know, we take that into account because that's important as well. We skill set, you know, what it is that they're needing from an assistant standpoint. And then, you know, personality is always important, too, because you're right. If that's not jiving well, then it's the working relationship is not really going to to be that effective. So you got to look at all three of those areas and which is what it's important when you're thinking about having someone work and support you. So I think those three areas are key. And so hopefully that, that answers your question. Is what you were asking. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Thanks. And so, as you said, uh, today, fine, today, a few, uh, some years ago, if I'm not wrong, uh, 2017, if I'm not wrong, you started to have a team yourself with your company. So uh, why did you decide to to do that? And uh, how how is it going in terms of the the team building process? Good question. There's this backstory behind that. (laughs) (laughs) I always worked with the business coach myself because again, virtual assistants was new. Business coaching was new. So I've always been around business coaching. So I always had a coach. And around 2009, I guess somewhat eight or nine years into my business, I'm having a session with my then business coach. And she says, you know, you don't have a business. You just have a job that you've created for yourself. 
I'm thinking, what's she talking about? (laughs) I don't know what you're, lady, you know, I do have a business. I've got a website, business cards. I'm in business, okay? So I just kind of let it roll off my back. But I would say fast forward maybe five years down the road from that conversation, I began to feel differently about coming into the office and what I was doing. I don't know if I'd burn myself out at that point, which was what, maybe 12 or 13 years in. And then her words came back to me and I knew exactly what she meant. And so I no longer wanted to be the technician anymore, you know, the provider of the service. And so I mulled over that for some quite some time. And then I finally decided that I still liked virtual assistants. I believe in the power of it. I like what it does in helping business owners. So I didn't want to just abandon and do something totally different. So then I decided, well, what I'll do is, is I will remove myself from the technician role, put myself in the CEO role, and I will build a team of virtual assistants. And then that way I'm still in the industry, I'm still helping people and and all of that. And so that's why I decided to scale the company. And I rebranded it because the original name was the small office assistant. And my husband had told me at the time, you know, you're limiting yourself by naming it that. But I didn't think because at that point in time, you know, I wanted to be a solo entrepreneur. My children were small. It was helping me be at home. And so I didn't think anything about it, but I ended up having to rebrand to a more appropriate name, which is what it is today, Team Delegate. And we are a team of virtual assistants and the clients come to us and they're paired with a virtual assistant from our team. And I, you know, I enjoy doing this now, being in this role, because like I said, I still get an opportunity to, to help people by pairing them with a great assistant. That's great. And the in your uh, communication with your your team you you all of a sudden you you come from being that uh, solopreneur executing uh, absolutely everything and if you were not working i assume that not there is no money coming in or not much money coming in therefore you get burned out can i can understand you feel that pressure okay i have to i have to work i have to work i have to execute right. let's maybe uh, have something that can uh, grow bigger something bigger than myself so how does the communication goes because all of a sudden you you have to start to talk about uh, the vision of your company the vision for your uh, <laughs> for, for your team members so uh how did that go naturally with you or did you yourself because you work with a lot of coaches so did you yourself hire a coach for that <laughs> i did not um yeah, that's funny <laughs> right and so it's just something that comes naturally I am, I guess, from me having been an assistant for many years and being this strategic and detail-oriented person, I knew immediately I had to build systems and processes. And so I went right to work doing that and designing that because I knew that for the business to be able to function and other people to be able to come in and have these specific roles, I had to design them and lay out what that was going to look like. And I'm still doing it today, you know, as there are still things that come up that have to be tweaked, but I'm just fanatical about that, but that's true. And that's something 
And I always said, you know, you, you find a lot of books on starting a business, but there's not much out there about scaling. You know, there's some, but I think it's more so for starting. And so it was still kind of just me going on my own doing that. But it, it's helped me in the process, too, because now I'm passionate about doing that. And I tell clients to do that a lot, too. Make sure that they develop those systems and processes so that as they bring on an assistant or other team members, and if that there's a you don't want a big revolving door, but people don't stay forever. That's just the fact of the matter of what it is. And so if someone leaves, then you have that system and process that somebody else can come in and just hit the ground running with. I uh, can only uh, preach to, to, what you, <laughs> to what you say, because I am myself a uh, systems and process consultant. So, uh, that is so uh, that is so important. I also like the fact that you mentioned that there are not many, uh, many books about it. Indeed, there are more books about uh, starting a business and the mindset and the motivational aspect yeah. and, and uh, from the start to the big results. But in between, uh, there are uh, lots of blood, sweat and tears. And uh, we want to, uh, there, there will be always, but we want to reduce those blood, sweat and tears by having proper uh, systems and uh, yeah. and processes. And it's a lot of uh, systems and processes that mm -hmm. we have to put in place. Exactly. We notice that when we try to really build, uh, <laughs> to build mm -hmm. a company. Oh, great. And do you have a, um, uh, because I was hinting about uh, vision, etc. So what is the, you have a specific like vision about your company or what you want to change in the industry? Is there something... Uh, There is no good or bad answer. You can say no, huh? but that's, that's fine. <laughs> I do. My, I, the vision for the company for us is that we provide executive level support to our clients. And our main goal is to allow them the space and freedom to work in their zone of genius, safeguard their thinking time, and grow their companies. And so that's our main mission and goal. And I'm pretty passionate about that because I want people to get value from working with us. Totally. That's the whole point of having, you know, an assistant yeah. or having somebody so that you can gain, get value from it and help you, you know, grow your business. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. That's important. And mm -hmm. now we, with regards to the marketing side of your business, I see that uh, you publish quite some, some content on, uh, on LinkedIn and also, uh, and also YouTube. Is it, is it something new or were you already doing it in the early 2000s? No, <laughs> no, no, Dale. And I'll say this you know, because I got, when I was a solo entrepreneur, I marketed in the beginning, but then when I built my client base and like I said, they stayed so long, I didn't market. And that's yeah. bad. I went 12 years and I never marketed my business, but I stayed full, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm of the mindset if you're providing great service, people are going to stay. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. So that piece was new for me, too, when I had to when I decided to scale the company. And that was tough for me. You see the videos, but it was really hard for me to step out there and hit that submit button for that <laughs> first video. So yeah, developing content is huge. Obviously, as I'm sure as you know, when you're marketing your business, but yeah, doing the videos and all of the content and all of that was new as I scaled into Team Delegate. 
Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting evolution uh, indeed. The, doing the marketing is different, even different than before. And you were you did not need to do marketing to have a business uh, working, and it it is which is true. You don't necessarily need to do some businesses don't need to do marketing to get their clients. They just work as it is. <laughs> right. Good uh, service and then referrals. You know. Yes. Yes, just referrals and uh, and uh, that's it. And now, now that you work with, uh, so you used to work mostly with uh, with coaches, and then you have your yourself and your uh, your team members are working with different types of entrepreneurs. So, do you see different types of expectations now with regards to uh, what they want from an executive assistant? Yes, because some people know and some don't. And so if they're new, obviously, to working with a virtual assistant, they really don't have, they don't know what to expect. But those that have, obviously, they'll come to the table because they know, you know, maybe what didn't work the first time. So they do know what they're looking for in an assistant. Mm -hmm. And they will, of course, voice what that is. But I would say the biggest common denominator for that is is really just having someone who's dependable and accurate and mm -hmm. follows through you know on what they say they're going to do so yeah. when clients do come and they know what they want in an assistant i would say those those are probably the top three qualities oh excellent excellent okay then there is um that might be my last question but uh there is a a video that you published not so long ago about uh, thinkers and uh, doers. So can you uh, can you explain that a little bit? Correct. Yes, and that's something else. Being proactive is to me is extremely important in being an assistant to someone because if you're not and you're somebody that they always have to tell every little thing to do, then that's problematic. And that's you're you're having to do more managing than what you should, and that's more likely not helping you. So that's what I was alluding to in the video. You can have somebody that's just a, a task person, that's just a doer, and they're sitting there waiting for you to give them something to do, and they'll do it, and then that's it. You know, they're not thinking forward. And for example, if when people traveled. If you have this assistant and she, you were on a plane and it had a connection, a proactive assistant is going to think, well, I'm going to check and keep watch on this flight to make sure that it's going to arrive on time. Because if mm -hmm. it doesn't, then I need to contact the hotel, the ground transportation, all of that to let them know on the back end what's happening, what's going on. So my person doesn't get there rooms given away, cars not there. So that's, of course, being proactive without the client having to tell the person to do that. They're thinking ahead because their main priority is to make sure that their client is supported and supported well without them having to, because they're busy. You know, They don't have time to think to tell you those little things to do. So that's the big thing between working proactively and working with a thinker, somebody who's going to think ahead versus somebody that's just a doer who's going to make those reservations and then they're done with it. They're not even thinking like that. Mm, okay, that's a great point. 
that you provide and uh, and as well uh talking about traveling in your example you're maybe talking about business traveling but mm -hmm. it could also go into the the personal life because yeah. life happens huh? people mm -hmm. have a have uh, spouses, children, partners, houses and banks and admin that right. have to do for the personal life that can take uh, many hours during uh, every week. So uh, I, uh, I guess the, the assistant also can also help there. Yeah. Right. Okay, great. Great. So uh, t thank you very much. I think we have uh, really covered a lot of great aspects of uh, what is being an, uh, an executive virtual assistant and the difference between uh, being an independent person versus a business owner the fact that you change your uh, your name from a small office to uh, to team delegates that's also important and i think the mindset also changed because when you were telling me small i was like yeah if, yeah small <laughs> so, so it's uh, the, the picture becomes different i don't know why so that that's very important but uh, my last question would be uh, because we are on consulting lifestyle for you uh, tonya what does uh, having a consulting lifestyle mean Having a consulting lifestyle means that I have the freedom and flexibility to be able to work when and where that I want, but then at the same time, providing value to my clients by helping them become better delegators, being able to, which is my passion, doing what I'm passionate about, helping people and consulting with them on how they can best work with a virtual assistant or a virtual team member to help and grow and impact their companies. Excellent. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Tonya. If people want to uh, get in touch with you, where can they find you? I have a podcast called Unbottleneck Your Business. You nice. can find me there. And then also I'm very active on LinkedIn. So you can find me there as well, Tanya Thomas. Excellent. So uh, all of that will be uh, will be in the show notes. Uh, so the other podcast, Unbottleneck Your Business. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so uh, that's great. So thank you very much, Tonya. And we hope to uh, talk again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. 